Well, good weekday evening. Today is Thursday, June 8th, and you're tuned in to the weekly edition of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. I'm your host, Brother Alan Weir, for this period of time when we come together to minister in prayer, supplication, petition, and intercession on behalf of those of us who are parents and guardians, perhaps, of unsaved, backward, or back, back, wayward, actually, forgive me, and backslidden sons and daughters. Those of us who are parents and guardians may have sons and daughters who are teens or adults who have either never accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, or maybe are backslidden have wandered from the faith for a variety of reasons. They have wandered away. You know, many times our teens and our adults, sons and daughters, may have a negative experience in church, and for some reason or another, they may have no interest in the things of God. Maybe perhaps they were involved in the church, and... They thought that their participation and involvement was enough to get their names written in the book of life, but they have never surrendered their lives to Jesus Christ, making him Lord of their lives and Savior of their souls. There may be a prodigal son and daughter who is still active in church. I've said it before many times, you can be a prodigal in church, in the church choir, in a youth group part of the men's or women's fellowship, but you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And many times our prodigal sons and daughters have wandered for the faith, from the faith to pursue other things, pursue careers and money and pleasures and the things of this world, you know, pursuing a career and pursuing a vocation and wanting to raise a family are not bad things in themselves, but when those things, those pursuits, supersede and take over, we push the things of God, the things of eternity in the background as we focus on the things of this earth. That's when the problem arises. The things of this world are temporary and temporal. It's the things of eternity that count. And so you and I, as parents and guardians of prodigal sons and daughters, worry about them and we pray for them, that they will accept Christ as their Lord and Savior. We want their names to be written in the book of life, and that's what this podcast is about. Every week we come together at the same time, and this is a time of mutual edification, encouragement, supplication, intercession, and petition. We pray. We touch and agree in prayer for our prodigal sons and daughters. We want them to be saved. I've often said it before in previous podcasts that the next event on the biblical prophetic calendar is the event known as the rapture, the snatching up of believers from this world. When Jesus comes and takes up those of us 
who have surrendered our lives to Christ and takes us and removes us from this world, those who have died in the faith and we who are alive and remain, the scripture says, shall be caught up together in the clouds in the air. And following this event, which is actually going to happen, it could happen tonight. After this event takes place, God's judgments will be poured out for a period of time known as the Great Tribulation on a rebellious and unrepentant world. We don't want our prodigal sons and daughters to be left behind, nor do we want them to enter a Christless eternity should they meet a demise or something happen to them. You know, I've said it before also. The Word of God says it is appointed once unto men to die, and after this, the judgment. And so whether it's the rapture, we don't want them to get left behind, or whether it's an untimely death, we don't want our loved ones, our prodigal sons and daughters, to step into eternity without knowing Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. This is a live podcast, and we invite your participation in this program. There are several ways you can participate. You can type in, text in your prayer request, and we'll see it on the screen, and we will honor it. Perhaps we have a prayer request for a prodigal son and daughter, and you want it to be brought before the throne of grace. We will honor that request. If you want it to be unspoken and anonymous, we will respect your confidentiality and anonymity. It can be anonymous. The Lord knows the details. We may not, but God does. Maybe you want to call in and share an insight, share a scripture, share a testimony. Something you have to say can provide edification and encouragement to another listener. There's a phone icon. If you're listening on the Podbeam app, there's a phone icon on the app. Click on that, and we will plug you in, and we would love for you to participate in our live podcast. At this time, we want to welcome listeners from all over the country, New York, California, Colorado, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Idaho, Georgia, Alabama and Maryland, Tennessee, Texas, Ohio and Utah, Wisconsin, West Virginia, New Jersey, Montana and Illinois, Minnesota, Louisiana, New Hampshire, Oregon and Washington, Rhode Island, Indiana, South Carolina, Arizona, and Michigan. And internationally, we have listeners in Mexico, Canada, Australia, France and Uganda, in Brazil, the United Kingdom. And most recently, I see we have listeners in Bosnia-Herzegovina. Bosnia-Herzegovina. We welcome you to this podcast. We welcome you. You may end up listening to this podcast through a download. We come on at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here in the state of New York, but perhaps maybe due to work responsibilities, you may not be able to listen or time differences in different areas or in different countries, and you have to download the podcast and listen to it at a later time. Spirit of God can move through a downloaded podcast. It doesn't have to be live for God's spirit. To move in your life. And so we welcome you to this live podcast, the Parents of Prodigals podcast. Please join me in a word of prayer as we begin our program. 
Heavenly Father, we all thank you. Anyone and everyone who is listening to this podcast right now, either live or through a download, we thank you and we praise you for this time when we can come together, Lord. Ironing, sharpening iron, mutual edification and encouragement. All of us have a burden for our unsaved sons and daughters, and we want them to come to a saving knowledge of Christ, Lord God. We don't want them to be left behind or to enter a Christless eternity. And so I pray that whatever is said and shared, either by myself or someone who tunes in and chimes in to share, is an encouragement, is a blessing, is a support to all the listeners, Lord God. This is an ironing, sharpening iron period of time, Lord God. And I pray that all listeners, whether live or through the download, are blessed, edified, encouraged, given strength and support as they minister to their prodigal sons and daughters. And if there is a son and daughter who is listening to this podcast right now, or again, through a download at a later time, I pray that you touch their hearts and touch their minds. Let something that's said here minister to them, convicting them of their sin so that they realize their need for a Savior. We ask these things in Jesus' name, Lord. Amen. We're going to begin with our devotional. Later on in our podcast, we will approach the throne of grace. And we have several prayer requests, which we will be bringing before the Lord. And so there is still time to send in your prayer requests, and you and I will touch and agree for your unsaved son and daughter, that God move in their life and that they come to a saving knowledge of Christ, surrendering their life fully to him. The title of tonight's devotional is Jeremiah, Our Example and Our Prodigals. Jeremiah, Our Example and Our Prodigals. And our scripture text is found in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 1, verses 17 through 19. Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 17 through 19. And I'll give you a moment to find that scripture text in your Bibles. You know, while you and I are praying and fasting for the deliverance and salvation of our prodigal sons and daughters, trusting God to bring it to pass, and most of all, waiting on his timing to fulfill it, it can be easy at times to get discouraged when we don't see anything happening or any changes occurring, but instead perhaps intensifying as we seek the Lord for the salvation of our wayward sons and daughters, their opposition may intensify, and their responses to the gospel and our attempts to not only witness to them, but to live Christ before them becomes more hostile. Now, there is absolutely no doubt in my mind that demonic forces are at work at instigating and provoking these hostile responses and resistance as well as the innate natural animosity toward the things of God. But this evening, let's take a look at a man of God who, despite fierce opposition, hostility, and resistance, continued to proclaim God's message of repentance and restoration. Let's read our text together. Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 17 through 19. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version of the Holy Scriptures. 
Therefore, prepare yourself and arise, and speak to them all that I command you. Do not be dismayed before their faces, lest I dismay you before them. For behold, I have made you this day a fortified city, and an iron pillar, and bronze walls against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, against its princes, against its priests, and against the people of the land. They will fight against you, but they will not prevail against you. For I am with you, says the Lord, to deliver you. You know, during a previous podcast, we talked about how the number 40 was symbolic in God's word of testing, trial, purging, purification, and probation. Moses was in the desert wilderness for 40 years as God prepared him to lead the children of Israel out of bondage in Egypt at the appointed time. Moses was also on Mount Sinai for 40 days and nights on two separate occasions as he received God's laws. Elijah went 40 days without food or water at Mount Horeb. The children of Israel wandered in the wilderness for 40 years as God purged the nation of its disobedience and unfaithfulness. Jesus fasted for 40 days and nights in preparation for his ministry. And Jeremiah, the focus of our devotional this evening, spent 40 years preaching God's message of repentance and judgment to a hostile and unresponsive nation of Judah. Now, when God gave Jeremiah the instructions and encouragement in our text, Jeremiah had no idea how much time would pass before something, if anything, would happen. Now, here you and I are, witnessing to our prodigals, praying and fasting for them, living Christ before them, inviting them to church, sharing scriptures with them, warning them of eternity. And as time passes and opposition and resistance continues with no response in sight, yet despite this, God in his word encourages Jeremiah to continue on and deliver the message and leave the results to him. And you and I are to do the same thing in our great commission to our prodigal sons and daughters. Now, while many of the apostles faced opposition, hostility, and ridicule for delivering God's message, none had to endure the situations to the same extent that Jeremiah did. Jeremiah is known and referred to in the word of God as the weeping prophet because of how he grieved over the sins of his people and the judgment that they would face, much the same way you and I grieve over the waywardness of our prodigal sons and daughters, and the judgment that awaits them, unless they repent. The prophet Jeremiah is an example to you and I, as parents of prodigals, in four key areas. And while we go through the time of testing and waiting for God's appointed time, when he will answer our prayers for their salvation, What are those four key areas? When? Well, Jeremiah is an example in the area of obedience. Jeremiah did what God told him to do. He was obedient regardless of the time factor. God instructs Jeremiah to be obedient in three areas. One, prepare. Two, arise. And three, speak. 
First, prepare. The Hebrew word azar. The word azar means to protect, to support, and give encouragement. In many instances, it refers to seeking these things from God. So God wanted Jeremiah to be obedient in seeking and relying on him for support and encouragement in his mission of ministry. You and I need to be obedient in relying on God's power when ministering to our prodigals. So in that first passage, it mentions God told Jeremiah to prepare himself. Next, God wanted and commanded Jeremiah to arise. He told him to arise in verse 17. The Hebrew word for arise is kuam, kuam. And this word signifies several things. First, it assumes that a person is taking a position as a prophet or a spokesperson for God. It could mean giving a testimony. It also means starting a difficult journey. And in a military sense, kuam, arise, means to hold your ground against opposition or resistance. And you and I, when dealing with our prodigals, are in the role of prophet to them, giving testimony to the gospel in word and lifestyle, and also holding our ground in the face of any resistance or opposition from them, or even the demonic forces that would oppose us during our difficult journey as we minister to them. And finally, God commanded Jeremiah to speak, to speak. The Hebrew word for speaking is dabar, dabar. However, dabar doesn't just mean to speak. In a fuller sense, it means to make or bring an awareness of something. In fact, dabar also is translated as divine word, as in the Gospel of John, the word being Christ. You and I are to be obedient in speaking the word, the gospel to our prodigals, bringing awareness to them of their sinful state and their need of a savior, as well as what would await them should they neglect so great a salvation. The second area that Jeremiah is an example to us after obedience is in perseverance, perseverance. In the face of opposition and resistance to delivering God's message, of repentance and judgment, God commanded Jeremiah to not be dismayed. And that Hebrew word dismayed is the Hebrew word chatach, chatach. It means to give up or to break down because of fear or disappointment or confusion or discouragement. I've often said that Hebrew and Greek and many of the Eastern languages are picture languages, and this particular word chatach is no different. It's the picture of breaking something into pieces like pottery without the possibility of repair or restoration. God in the same way commands you and I not to chatach, but to give and not to give up out of disappointment or fear or discouragement or to fall to pieces in the face of our prodigal's negative responses. You know, when we see other unsaved people come to Christ, Time is passing, whether it's a time of testing and waiting for 40 weeks or 40 months or 40 years without any answer to our prayers. God still commands us, like he commanded Jeremiah, not to be chatach, do not be dismayed, but continue to persevere in delivering the message and leave the answers and the results to God.
he has the perfect method and the perfect time to bring our prayer for our prodigals to pass. You know, when it comes to concealing or changing or watering down our message, that can happen as well. We're to persevere in delivering an accurate message. God told Jeremiah to speak, to deliver it just as he commanded him without compromise, to be faithful in what he has commanded Jeremiah to do and say. God's warning to Jeremiah regarding the expectation of faithfulness is found in the text when God told Jeremiah, don't be dismayed, but deliver the message faithfully, lest I dismay you before them. And what God was saying was that it was better to be faithful to him and bear with the reproaches of men than deal with the reproofs and correction of God. We don't want our fear of man to supersede or take over our faithfulness to God. The whole counsel and message of the Lord has to be declared and proclaimed as he commands it. If you and I are to follow Jeremiah's example in ministering to our prodigal sons and daughters, we have to be faithful, not be dismayed, or God will hold us in strict account, even possibly before our prodigals, on how we discharge our message. If we break under the pressure of opposition that we'll face, God will deal with us. You know, God's dismaying of us before our prodigals can take several forms, such as our prodigals themselves pointing out our inconsistency in our faith, or perhaps having our fear become a source of shame in front of our prodigals. We need to be obedient, and we need to be faithful as well. The fourth area is encourage. Encourage. Jeremiah is our example for us with regards to his courage. God tells Jeremiah in verses 18 and 19 that he will make him a fortified city, an iron pillar, and a bronze wall against any and all opposition, and that no matter how fierce the opposition, resistance, and hostility towards the message, nothing will prevail against him because God would be with him. In the metaphorical and figurative sense, the comparison of Jeremiah to a strong impregnable city wall and a fortification represent his God-given and spirit-enabling power to patiently endure all attacks and opposition, while the picture of an iron pillar steadfastly supporting the whole weight of its walls signify that no suffering or difficulties that are encountered would or could crush Jeremiah's spirit and his determination to do God's will. You and I are to have that same courage. You know, Jeremiah grieved at the sinful state of his people, as well as their stubborn lack of response, their unreceptivity and refusal to listen and heed the message of repentance and judgment, much in the same way you and I grieve about these things with our unrepentant prodigal sons and daughters. He was thrown into prison, thrown into a cistern, taken to Egypt against his will, rejected by his neighbors, his family, his friends, his audience, enduring all this for 40 years. Yet despite his anguish, he carried out his mission with obedience, perseverance, faithfulness, and courage. 
And you and I need to continue pressing on in the same manner when witnessing, praying, and testifying for and to our prodigals. Don't be dismayed, no matter how long it may take. God will make you and I strong walls, fortified cities, and iron pillars. God will answer our prayers and bless our obedience, perseverance, faithfulness, courage. Your prodigals and mine will come to the Lord. I pray and trust that devotional was a blessing to you. And I, of course, want to pray following this devotion. Please touch and agree with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the word that was shared, Lord God. And I pray, I truly pray, Lord God, that it was a blessing to the hearers and that it fall on good ground, Heavenly Father. I pray that you help all of us as prodigal parents, guardians of prodigal sons and daughters, perhaps, that we're obedient, that we persevere, that we are faithful, and that we have courage in the face of any opposition and resistance that we may face, Lord God. Help us all not to get discouraged, not to lose heart, not to think that there's no hope, not to think that our prodigal sons and daughters are too far gone, too wayward, Lord God. These are lies from the enemy who wants us to believe that we're wasting our time, our prayers are fruitless. We rebuke those thoughts in Jesus' name, Lord God. And I pray that every listener right now who is the parent or guardian of a prodigal son and daughter, be encouraged, find new strength, Lord God, to continue witnessing to their prodigal son and daughter without shame, boldly, faithfully proclaiming the message uncompromisingly in its purest form, Lord God, but at the same time doing it in love, Heavenly Father. Help us all to pray and to fast and to be watchful therein for our prodigal son and daughters, loving them unconditionally, standing for the truth, Praying persistently, not fainting, looking for every opportunity to witness to them, Lord God. And may your spirit touch the hearts of any and all prodigal sons and daughters, no matter how resistant they are. We commit these things into your hands, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, at this time, we're going to break into a musical interlude. And I pray that the two musical numbers that I'm going to play are a blessing to you. Focus on the lyrics more than the music, as the lyrics will minister to you, strengthen you, and edify you, provide you with the comfort and courage that we all need in these very, very last days. You know, I often say I don't believe that we're living in the last days. I believe we're living in the last seconds. These are the ultimate last moments in history. And again, I believe the rapture could take place at any moment. And so we need to continue praying and fasting for our unsaved sons and daughters so that they come to the foot of the cross and surrender their lives to Christ. Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and life have life abundantly. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He doesn't want your prodigal to accept Christ. And so we rebuke the forces of darkness and so we continue to pray and fast and seek the deliverance of whatever is holding our prodigals in bondage 
and pray for their salvation. And so we break into our musical interlude, and when we come back, we'll return with the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. Please stay tuned. Is there something in your heart Between you and the Lord Are you drifting apart Not as close anymore There's nothing you can do That He will not forgive Bring it to the cross And let it die so you can live Nail it to the cross Get it under the blood Drown your pain in every stain In the mercy flood Nail it to the cross Find hope and forgiveness Kneel at the tree and walk away free got you battered and bound, struggling for strength, do you long to lay it down, don't take another step, just kneel where you stand, lay it at the cross, and take a Find hope and forgiveness. Yeah. 
that that musical interlude was a blessing to you and that the lyrics of those two musical numbers were an encouragement to you. I'd like to read a portion of God's word to you. I'm going to be reading from the book of 1 Thessalonians. I'm going to start at chapter 4, verse 16, and I'm going to continue into chapter 5, 
and go up until verse 3. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, starting in verse 16, and then continuing into chapter 5, verses 1 through 3. And I'll be reading from the New Living Translation of God's Word. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. First the believers who have died will rise from their graves, and then together with them we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And Then we will be with the Lord forever. So encourage each other with these words. Continuing on in verse in chapter 5, verses 1 through 3. Now concerning how and when all this will happen, dear brothers and sisters, we don't really need to write to you, for you know quite well that the day of the Lord's return will come unexpectedly like a thief in the night. When people are saying everything is peaceful and secure, then disaster will fall on them as suddenly as a pregnant woman's labor pains begin and there will be no escape. You know, recently, the past several days, of course, due to the wildfires up in Canada, the skies over the Northeast and many other states and different parts of the United States have appeared surreal as the smog and the smoke from these wildfires is descending on many areas of our country and days that were supposed to be with blue skies and sunny have now appeared to be yellow or red and many people have used terms such as apocalyptic and prophetic even the word surreal or biblical even though we know that these conditions have been caused by these wildfires, the appearance of these things in the sky have made many people think about the conditions that will occur towards the end times. The Word of God says that there will be strange signs in the heavens. The moon will turn blood red, and there will be many signs in the sky, and many things will appear, and these are all signs of things to come, biblically apocalyptic. And it's interesting to see people see these things in the sky right now due to the wildfires, and the air quality is suffering, and people are taking precautions because of the dangers in the air quality. But when God's judgments are poured out on this unrepentant and rebellious world, things will be much, much, much more worse. And we think about those things, and we, again, don't want our prodigal sons and daughters to be left behind when the rapture takes place, because once it happens, there will be, as God's word says, no escape. It will happen unexpectedly, like a thief in the night. Again, the rapture could take place tonight. And while that's a blessed hope for you and I as believers, at the same time, it's bittersweet, because while we look forward to that blessed hope, 
from our eternity with the Lord. At the same time, we also don't want our prodigal sons and daughters left behind. That's why there is a sense of urgency to pray fervently, to fast, and to intercede and petition the Lord with all supplication, with all strength, for the deliverance of whatever is holding our prodigals in bondage. They could be held in bondage by a variety of things. and The enemy does not want them to accept Christ as Lord and Savior. He wants to see them dead physically as well as spiritually. And so we come before the Lord, petitioning the Lord for the deliverance of whatever is holding our prodigals in bondage and for their salvation. And for that reason right now, we are going to come before the throne of grace with several prayer requests. And we are going to bring these individuals before the Lord. All of them are sons and daughters. Some of them have accepted Christ recently, and the Lord has answered the prayers of these parents, and we pray for their perseverance. Others are still in bondage to the enemy, and we need to pray for them and lift them up for their salvation. And so please touch and agree with me right now as we go through these prayer requests. First, we're going to lift up in prayer two young men, both of them named Joshua. And we pray for some of these individuals every week, as we should. We shouldn't pray for them just once and then leave it at that. We need to pray without ceasing and be inopportune continuously knocking on behalf of these individuals. So both these young men are named Joshua. One of them did come to the Lord not that long ago. Both these young men named Joshua were dealing with the bondage of substance abuse. And one accepted Christ, and we pray for his perseverance. And the other Joshua is, as far as I understand, still in bondage to substance abuse. And so we're going to lift both these young men up. Please touch and agree with me. Lord God, we just lift up these two young men, both of them named Joshua, Lord. And we pray and we thank you for Joshua, the young man who surrendered his life to you, Lord God. You brought him to the point where he was sick and tired of a life without you, Lord. And he surrendered his life to you, realizing his need for a Savior. But Lord, the work is continuing, Heavenly Father, and the enemy is not going to let this go. And the enemy is always at work to try to lure individuals back out into the world, to discourage them from following you, to make it seem like it's a waste of time or it's too difficult. So we pray for Joshua right now. We thank you for his salvation. And we pray that you give him strength to hold up courage and boldness to stand his ground in his commitment to serving you, Lord Jesus. Fully surrendering to you is not easy, Lord God. The enemy will want us to make us compromise. So we pray that you help Joshua not compromise his walk with you, but live a life worthy of the calling to which you've called him to, Lord God. Give him strength. Strengthen his heart and mind against any temptation to return back to using narcotics, Lord. We commit him into your hands, and we thank you for his salvation. 
Lord God. Hold on to him, Lord. Hold on to him and help him to persevere. Give him a hunger to read your word. And when he reads your word, let your word fall on good ground. Produce in him all the fruits of the Spirit, Lord God. Continue to work in Joshua's life. We pray for the other Joshua. As far as we know, Lord God, he has not surrendered his life to you, but it's still struggling and in bondage to substance abuse, which holds him in bondage both mentally and physically, Lord God. The enemy wanting Joshua to be physically dependent, that his body craves the chemicals, and mentally and emotionally dependent, that he needs drugs to deal with the stresses and the difficulties of life, Lord God. But, Lord Jesus, you are the Prince of Peace, and you alone give the peace that passes all understanding. And so we pray for Joshua that you do whatever it takes to bring him to the point where he reaches the end of his rope and that he accepts you, Lord Jesus, as his Savior of his soul and Lord of his life, fully committing his life to you, taking himself off the throne and saying, Lord, you take over my life. It's unmanageable. Bring him to that point, Lord God. We don't know when it's going to happen or how it's going to happen, so we commit him into your hands. And we thank you for both these young men and the answers to the prayer for both of them. In Jesus' name, amen. Every week, there are three young ladies that we lift up before the throne of grace. One young lady is named Gabby, and the other one is Angela. And the other one is Valentina. And all three of these young ladies were struggling with emotional issues, perhaps depression or low self-esteem. And their parents have been praying for them and witnessing to them. And like we mentioned in our devotional, the same way Jeremiah grieved over the sins of the nation of Judah, his own people, and the same way Jeremiah grieved over the people's resistance to the message, we as parents, these parents of these three young ladies, grieve over the resistance that their daughters have to the gospel. Maybe it's hostility or apathy, or they don't want to make time to even listen to the gospel message. They think it's foolish. The Word of God says that the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. And so we want to lift up these three young ladies We want to pray for their salvation. Touch and agree with me for these three young ladies, Gabby, Angela, and Valentina. Father, you see these three young ladies. You know exactly where they are right now, whether it's home or with friends or doing something in particular, Lord God. You know all about Gabby, Angela, and Valentina. You know what's in their hearts. You know what's in their minds. And Whatever it is that's keeping them from even listening to the gospel, maybe they don't care to listen, maybe they think it's a waste of time or it's foolish, maybe they don't even believe you exist, Lord God. I don't know, but you know the details. You know the way they think, why they're thinking what they think, and what they're going through. And So we lift up these three young ladies, Gabby, Angela, and Valentina, and I pray, Lord, that you touch them wherever they are, Lord. However you choose to get the message of salvation to them, it could be the testimony of their parents or 
the witnessing and testimony of a relative. Maybe it's a Christian song that they'll hear. It could be a gospel program that they'll listen to, or maybe you'll speak to these three young ladies in the watches of the night, maybe in a dream. Maybe these three young, young ladies will have a Damascus Road experience, and Lord, you need to do whatever it takes, Lord God, better that they have a Damascus Road experience than spend an eternity in the lake of fire. And so we lift up Gabby, Angela, and Valentina, Lord God, and that you work in all three of their lives. You know what needs to be done, Lord God. You know what it takes to break the stubborn self-will. When the mind is closed, the heart is closed, the ears are closed to the truth. Do what it takes to soften their hearts and make them receptive. Lord God, let your word fall on good ground when they hear it. Save these three young ladies. Deliver them from whatever there is that's holding them bondage. It could be could be low self-esteem. Lord, heal the troubled and tormented mind. Heal the troubled and tormented heart, Lord God. Reach out, Lord God, and touch their hearts and minds. If it's depression or low self-esteem, maybe guilt or something that they've done, Lord, or maybe it's bitterness, whatever it is, Lord God, heal it. Take it away. Deliver Gabby, Angela, and Valentina from whatever is holding them in bondage and save their souls, Lord God. Bring them to the point where all three of them will accept you, Lord Jesus, as their Savior. We thank you and we praise you, Lord. We know the answer is coming and is already in process. We thank you, Lord God. Thank you for delivering Gabby, Angela, and Valentina and saving them, Lord God. Again, we don't know when it's going to happen, but we know it's going to come to pass. In Jesus' name we pray and we thank you. Amen. We want to lift up in prayer a young lady by the name of China. China is the daughter of our dear brother and sister, Jamie and India. And China and her friend Alexa recently, not that long ago, actually, I think it's been less than a year, accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, surrendering their lives to him. And God delivered both these young ladies from bondage. But you and I both know like when we mentioned earlier with that young man named Joshua, the enemy is not going to allow something like this to go under or unaddressed, actually. There will be, and there always is, a counterattack to try to recapture ground that the enemy has lost. But we need to stand firm and pray for both China and Alexa. God is still working in both their lives. We need to pray that the work continues. So touch and agree with me for these two young ladies, China and Alexa. Father, we thank you so much for both China and Alexa that you did what needed to be done. Lord God, whatever it was, Heavenly Father, we were praying for them. We prayed and we prayed and their parents prayed as well, Lord God. Loved ones prayed for them both. And you heard our prayers, and you began the work, and you accomplished the work. We thank you, and we praise you for saving China and Alexa, delivering them from what was holding them in bondage, and saving their souls, Lord God. And now, Heavenly Father, you're continuing the work, and I pray that you continue 
to work in both China and Alexa, Lord God. Purge both of them of any residue from the world that is still in their hearts and minds, Lord God. The enemy is still trying to lure them back. And we pray for both China and Alexa that you help them both stand firm in the faith and continue to follow you, Lord God. They've accepted you as their Lord. Help them to continue to look at you as Lord and surrender to you as Lord. There is salvation in no other name, Lord God. Help them to continue to realize that and not to turn away from the faith. Strengthen them when they both get discouraged or maybe feel it's a waste of time or feel that the walk is too difficult. Or maybe when the enemy tries to get them to compromise. Lord, don't let this be the case. Pour out your spirit on both China and Alexa. Fill them both with your Holy Spirit, the fruits of the Spirit continuing to be evident in both their lives, Lord God. Make them both the women of God that you are making them become, Heavenly Father. Bless China and Alexa. Keep them. Good shepherd, protect them from the thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Keep both these sheep in your fold, Lord God. You are the great shepherd. You are not a hireling. You are the great shepherd, Lord Jesus. The Lord is my shepherd. We shall not want. China and Alexa will lack for nothing as long as they look to you, Lord God. Keep them and bless them, both in Jesus' name. Amen. We want to lift up in prayer a young man by the name of Johnny. Johnny is the son, the adult son of a dear sister in Christ, Thelma who I understand is tuning into our podcast right now. And we pray for Johnny every week. And mom is burdened for Johnny, and Johnny is struggling with, I believe it's alcoholism. But we're going to lift up Johnny in prayer. Wherever he is, we're going to lift him up in prayer. Father, we just thank you, Lord God, for a praying mother who... Like, like Jeremiah again, is grieving over the sinful state of her son and any possible resistance he may have to the gospel. Maybe it's hostility or maybe it's apathy, Lord God. We pray for, for Thelma, Lord God, the mom, and that you strengthen her and encourage her and help her to continue praying for her son, not giving up. We should always pray and not faint. Help her to continue to keep the faith to trust, to have confidence, Lord, that you are going to answer the prayer. We lift up Johnny right now, Lord. You see exactly where he is, Lord God. Geographically, you know where he is. You know what he's doing. You know who he who he's with, Lord. We pray that you work in Johnny's heart, Lord. If the word's been planted in him by his mom, or maybe he knows the gospel, nudge at him, Lord. Nudge at his heart. Provoke a response in him, Lord God. Speak to his heart and his mind, Lord God. Do what it needs to be done. If you have to break him, Lord God, do so. That's preferable, again, to spending eternity in the lake of fire, Lord. Deliver Johnny from 
the bondage of chemicals and the enemy's lies that he needs them. His body needs them physically and his mind and emotions need chemicals to deal with the stresses of life. Those are lies from the enemy. Again, Lord Jesus, you are the Prince of Peace. You are the great shepherd. When we have you in our lives, we lack nothing. You prepare a table before us in the presence of our enemies. You restore our souls. Lord, make Johnny one of your sheep. Restore his soul. Deliver him and save him. Begin the work, Lord God. Do what's necessary. Give Johnny a Damascus Road experience if that's what needs to happen. We commit him into your hands right now. and We pray that you bring it to pass. We know it's going to happen. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. We came across two prayer requests last week, and we're going to pray for them again right now. We received a request from someone who said, Pray for my brothers, Albert and Edwin, and my children, Ashley and Joshua, and the husband, Nelson. That's all the prayer request says. So again, we might not know the details, but God knows all the details, and he knows what needs to be done. So let's just bring this request before the throne of grace. Father, I read this request to you. Pray for my brothers, Albert and Edwin, and the children, Ashley and Joshua, and the husband, Nelson. You see every single one of these individuals, and you know what the issues are in each one. Lord, you know who the person was who made this request, so you know what the prayers are for, Lord God, what the needs are, what the burdens are for. If it's deliverance, bring about deliverance. If it's salvation, bring about salvation. If it's encouragement, if it's restoration, bring it to pass, Lord God. Look at every single name on this request, Albert and Edwin, Ashley and Joshua and Nelson. Meet each individual need as necessary, Lord God. Again, deliverance, salvation, encouragement, strength, restoration, refreshment, perseverance, faithfulness, whatever it is, Lord God. Meet the need. Meet the need, Heavenly Father. Bring the answers to pass in this prayer request, Lord God. We rebuke any forces of darkness that are at work in this family, in this household, Lord. We commit all these people into your hands to bless and to keep in Jesus' name, Lord. Amen. We received another request last week. It says here, Sister Joyce, pray for the granddaughter, Layla, to return to the Lord. Many young people, perhaps we mentioned or we mentioned earlier that uh, prodigals, they need to return to the Lord. We don't know what's keeping them away, but we're going to pray for Layla right now, that whatever is has lured her away be removed. Any obstacles to returning to Christ be removed. Touch and agree with me. Father, we come before you again regarding this granddaughter, Layla, and the request is that she return to the Lord. Lord, this family member feels a burden for Layla, and this family member realizes that time is short. The rapture could take place or death can come at any time, Lord God. The lake of fire, a Christless eternity, 
we don't want either one for our prodigal sons and daughters or prodigal granddaughters and grandsons, Lord God, as Layla is. And so you see what it was that lured Layla away. She obviously wandered from the faith. Maybe the world tempted her to come back. Maybe peer pressure. Maybe perhaps it was just discouragement or disappointment. Whatever it is, Lord God, your word says that the word falls on different soil. Maybe the anxieties and pressures of life choked the word. Maybe the enemy came and snatched the word from her heart. Whatever it is, Lord God, we pray that the word be replanted in her heart and that it bring forth fruit, Lord. Lord, do what it takes to bring Layla back into the fold. Convict her of her waywardness. Help her to realize that the world has absolutely nothing to offer, Lord God. Time is short. The things of eternity are what's important. If she needs to return to the Lord, that means that she knows the gospel. and She knows perhaps about hell, the lake of fire, and the book of life, Lord God. Bring all these things to her remembrance, Heavenly Father. Restore her back into the fold. Again, Heavenly Father, give her a Damascus Road experience so that she realizes that she made a mistake in returning to the world and and maybe just compromising her walk. Whatever it is, Lord God, bring Layla back into the family of God. Convict her of her sin. Convict her of her waywardness. And restore her back into fellowship, Lord God. Create in her a burden to return to you, Lord God. We pray for Layla's grandmother as she's burdened for her as well give her strength and encouragement father that she not give up and not become weary not lose heart not fall to pieces give this grandparent give all the parents and guardians of the prodigals we paid we prayed for faithfulness perseverance obedience and courage it may take 40 weeks, 40 months, 40 years, Lord God. Help every single parent and guardian be like Jeremiah, to be obedient, Lord God. The results are up to you, Father. All we need to do, like Josh, like Jeremiah, is to be obedient to the call and do what you've commanded us to do, to preach the gospel, be instant in season and out, to pray without ceasing to let our light shine, to be light and salt to our prodigal sons and daughters. I pray for every parent and guardian in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we've reached the end of our time together. It's 8.03, and I pray that this podcast was a, a blessing to you. And we will again be back on the air Next Thursday, June 15th at 7 p.m. And as always, at the conclusion of every podcast, I encourage you, I encourage every listener in every state that I mentioned earlier, I encourage every listener, every prodigal parent in every country, the listeners in the localities that I mentioned earlier, the listeners in New York and California, 
parents of prodigals in Colorado, parents of prodigals in Oregon, New Hampshire, if you're listening, hear me. Prodigal parents in Rhode Island, South Carolina, New Jersey, Idaho, prodigal parents in the United Kingdom, in France, in Mexico, and Canada, and Australia. Prodigal parents, if you're listening, in Bosnia-Herzegovina, hear me. Watch the road. Continue in prayer, steadfastly, and watch therein. Watch the road. Watch the road. Your prodigal will be on it. God bless you, and good night.